We don't often take the pause in life that we need, even when all of the signs are pointing to burnout or breakdown. But sometimes the pause is needed even during a time of celebration and goodness, simply to relish in gratitude and peace. People perceive pauses as a problem when they should see it as a purpose. We often create what is man-made, but what about when something is God-made? It's miraculous. It's undeniably unique. It's breathtaking. It's foundational and transformational. But without listening, waiting, pausing, you will miss it at the pace we are going. We are constantly hustling. If we respond, act, or deliver out of hustle versus heart, We create a me-centric mission instead of a God-centered calling. If we are constantly desperate for what man has, we will lose sight of the greater love, access, and peace that God has. Today's episode with Yasmina Prosser felt like a purpose God pause, a time to reflect and restore. Her mission and heart for women in identity, authority, and freedom are a part of her testimony. They are interwoven with each piece in only a way that God could use for beauty. Don't settle for what is good. Settle for what is God. Seek Him and wait to move. Your pause may unveil your purpose. Enjoy today's episode. I sure did. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there. Holy fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlane Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. So happy that we're finally doing this. We've been talking. Actually, we've been talking about the podcast way before it ever even launched. And so it's really cool to have you along life's journey with me. But I'm really grateful for this like dedicated time. Um, season to season that we've kind of traveled through over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, we've really got to see each other at our highs, at our lows. So true. And so like even just kind of praying over what I wanted today to be like, I'm like, I don't even need to think about it. God's yeah, got this yeah, already because totally. he's had it this whole time. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that always like I think about when I think of you um, in a multitude of different ways, and we'll probably touch on all of them, is the first time that I met you, oh, I was completely <laughs> like, when was that? What was I wearing? What did what I do? <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, was, I got invited and I don't even know specifically how it might have been through Cherie, but I don't think so, okay. um, to the She Laughs gathering. Yes. And That's it was right. totally out of my like network. It was out of my city. It was out of yeah. my like, comfort zone. But I knew that it was just something that I was like drawn to. 
And so the whole verse of, you know, Proverbs 31, 25, of she laughs without fear of the future, um, clothed in dignity and strength, and she mm-hmm. laughs without fear of the future. And I just, that kind of has been like the blanketed, like, tiara that I've always mm. seen you wear. Um, and it's not just because that's, you know, what your heart behind yeah. what your business was or is, as we were talking <laughs> about, but you really have lived that out. Um, and so even in the stages of motherhood, even in like not knowing what that's going to do for your marriage and for your life. And when it comes to jobs or projects or passions, you have really just stepped into each area so yeah. gracefully. So thank you for being an example to me. Gosh, you're going to make me cry. Thank you. <laughs> you're like a big sister. That's not bigger. I don't yeah. think. <laughs> Thank you for that. You. Um, it's amazing how like people even younger than you can bring such wisdom yeah. to the table. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. Wow, thank you for You're saying welcome. all of that. Yeah. I'm a words of affirmation, so uh, yes. this is filling my tank. <laughs> filling my love tank. I'm just stroking your beautiful, gorgeous right locks. Yes, thank I love you. It. <laughs> Oh, man. So, I mean, there's so many places that we could jump into, but I would love for you, by the way, this is Yasmina Prosser, dear friend, um, just daughter of the king, I think, and, and I try not to, like, title people right off the gate because I want you to recognize who they are before I tell you what their roles or job titles or anything like that is. Um, so just kind of share who you are, a bit of where you've come from and kind of your life like right now. And that's a lot. So you can start here and go backwards or who am I? Where did I come from and where am I? Let's see here. It's 30 years worth. No. Um, okay. So my name is Yasmina Prosser. I am 30 going on 31. The thirties are treating me really well thus far. It's been, I was ready to welcome a new decade. Um, you know, especially twenties were pretty difficult and, you know, it's such a building, growing, stretching time in life. And I was just looking forward to, um, starting a new decade on a new foundation because the twenties are based off of your teenage years. So it's kind of, it's an interesting place to be for sure. So I am loving my thirties. Um, I am, um, you know, I guess like uh, ethnicity wise yeah. where my name comes from and if you see me right now where my dark hair comes from um, my dad is actually from Egypt he is from Cairo and my mom is from New Jersey so <laughs> so, awesome. so there you have it so I'm half Egyptian half Arabic um, and half Caucasian half white um, and um, you know I love that little unique spin on my on my life you know growing up I actually didn't appreciate being mm-hmm. unique which a lot of us in middle school you know oh, yeah. struggle with that my name was Yasmina yeah. it was different I looked different yeah you had um, to blend in at that yeah, point as like, much as you could to the point where yeah. I almost this is not a joke oh, changed my name legally had a serious conversation with my parents what? about changing my name to Rachel no right <laughs> like how like much did I want to oh, blend in gosh, I almost changed my name to Rachel oh my god and Rachel's a beautiful name and I, I, I was love like, you know, a lot I of Rachel a lot of Burnett Rachel's yeah, like are. I could be a Rachel you know so Oh my god. Needless to say, I'm so glad I am. They, they you know, won that argument. If it was an argument. They were actually 
they were actually kind of open to it, which is kind of also a little weird. <laughs> but like, I'm also someone who has like really good ideas, mm-hmm. you know, especially then I would have like these ideas, but it would never really fall through with it. Now I'm working on that process. But uh, yes. it was the very seven in me was showing in my middle school years. So Enneagram sevens, any Enneagram sevens out there, high five. What's your name? What's the Enneagram sevens? Um, the enthusiast. The enthusiast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So gotta love that. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I grew up in Wheeling, West Virginia. So random till I was 10, lived in Michigan for two years. I've been in Virginia since 2000. So Virginia feels like home. I've been here for almost 20 years. Lived in Virginia Beach now for about 10 or 11 of those years. I grew up in Yorktown. Um, but yeah, so I met the Lord at... 18 years old, going on 19 in my bedroom through reading the word of God. Um, I was not brought up in a church. I, you know, didn't really have any, um, you know, influences except for I was desperate and I was always open to God. And I actually had a professor um, at my community college pull me aside after class one day and basically say like he was compelled to let me know that he has been on uh, that I had been on his heart all semester and that God wanted me to know that he loved me and pointed me to start reading the gospel of John and so for a couple of weeks I started reading the gospel of John every night and literally started to feel this alive and active word literally change me and literally shift my heart oh, and my quality goosebumps. yeah my quality of thinking in life and I didn't even really understand what I was reading fully because sure. again I have no background sure you know I didn't grow up going to um bible school yeah. you know and so for me just like interesting like like basic biblical concepts were like foreign to right me. right so abstract yeah so like John which is still my favorite gospel mm-hmm. um was the gospel that really started changing my life. And after probably three weeks of reading the word, I felt the Holy Spirit at the time, which I didn't know was the Holy Spirit then, um, invite me into relationship. And I said this prayer that I was from this book that I was reading um, that had a prayer of salvation. And the next morning I woke up, I fell asleep right after that. And the next morning I woke up and I literally felt like a new person, like a new creation. My heart literally was beating to a different Mm -hmm. rhythm. I couldn't breathe. I was like, (gasps) couldn't catch my breath. And I knew it was God. I felt like there was light beaming out of my body. And so it was my first supernatural, natural experience with the Lord. And really the the year that whole year after that was just a, an incredible more like miraculous encounters like that yeah. with the lord a lot of supernatural miraculous encounters with the yeah. lord like that and so um now 11 years later um you know i within the last 11 years i've worked in you know i went to a bible school i worked in ministry for 5 yeah. years um uh, as an assistant and working with women's ministry and then kind of went and worked in the, um, you know, business world a little bit with some marketing stuff Mm -hmm. and, um, had started this project within the midst of all of that called the She Laughs Project, which was based off of Proverbs 31, 25. And that is how we got connected. That's how I've actually been connected to a lot of incredible people probably in yeah. the Hampton Roads. Oh, so good. Um, it really, the She Loves Project and social media, yeah. the beauty of social media and Instagram specifically, um, you know, it has this incredible ability to connect you with people yes. that you would never be connected with yes. and build friendships based upon just meeting on Instagram yeah. or social media or yeah. Facebook. And 
the She Loves Project really opened my world to just really beautiful friendships yeah. in Hampton Roads. And I say Hampton Roads because it's it's not just Virginia Beach. Sure. It's people from Chesapeake, Norfolk, yeah. um, Newport News, Yorktown. And so, um, yeah. And then I had a baby like almost exactly a year ago. Yes. So um, then this whole year has been this like massive transition. I had a baby and then a month later I turned 30 yeah. and you know, my body's all different. Yeah, Everything's yeah. happening. I'm not <laughs> sleeping. So it's been a really, really beautiful journey and yeah. year. And I specifically the last three to four years has probably been some of the most monumental yeah. uh, years of my life. Yeah. So it's really amazing because I've, I kind of did the same thing, like from my twenties to my thirties. And it was like this, I had an eagerness, like such an eagerness Mm -hmm. to go to, to be 30. And it was different because I remember my mom always saying it like petrified her because she had three babies by that time. And she was just kind of like, I still probably in the, of the confusion of who am I? Because she was surrounded by these three babies and I had my two kiddos, but I also had encountered the Lord when I was 29. And so to jump into my thirties and that concept of like foundation Mm -hmm. is so amazing. And so I've had this prayerful time for the last, I'm going to be 33 in October. And it has been literally that's that's Jesus's life, right? That's when he was active in his ministry from the time he was thirty to thirty three. Right. And so I've had this like massive prayer over my life that like wow. God use me during the time that you understand yeah. and like Jesus like meet me in those places. Mm-hmm. And of course, I hope I live long after thirty three. Absolutely. <laughs> whatever my you know my, his will be done. Yeah. But at the same time, like I've just been like so eager and in throwing myself into the word as much Mm -hmm. as I can. Um, and, and really in relationship because I really feel like that's where God spent his, that's where Jesus spent his time. Mm -hmm. And though he took his, um, sabbaticals, if you will, Mm -hmm. and his prayerful seasons, I, you've also done that. And so, um, I'd love for you to share how you got put onto this momentous, like momentum of a path where she laughs, Mm -hmm. you were in it full swing for two years, right? And then like screeching hole. (laughs) And I am, I like, it makes me cringe, but cause I was like there being like, no, like this is such a God. You were, you were like, no, don't stop. (laughs) I I did. But at the very same time, I've seen the other side of like what this last year has provided for Mm -hmm. you, for Zara, which is your daughter and for Akeem. And had you not done what you've done yeah. imagine like what chaos probably would, would have been so chaotic yeah absolutely in the midst of hormonal yeah. chaotic you know right. it's like i don't need to add any more chaos yes. to this situation yes. you know <laughs> so like did god just like come at you one night in prayer was it just yeah. were things falling apart what okay so yeah it was a it was a really kind progression mm-hmm. i would say um with the lord um Man, there are so many things that are wrapped up into it. But um, the progression of deciding that it was okay to just put a pause. Mm -hmm. I pressed the pause button Mm -hmm. on She Laughs um, was a really beautiful progression um, in the sense and and a kind progression from the Lord in the sense that he knew where I was at in a lot of ways, which was still clenching. Mm. Um, fists still a little clenched Mm -hmm. and 
you know, some fear, some pride, some, you know, desires and will. And Mm -hmm. within all of my humanity, the kindness of the Lord was just so um, wonderful that I can now look back and watch and just him kind of starting to just shift my... um, my heart a little bit, my thinking a little bit. And honestly, there were some situations that started to take place that were just so discouraging and really frustrating and, um, were causing a lot of, you know, financial burdens and issues and stress. Like I was in the hospital, I had Zara and I was in the hospital and I was dealing with, um, issues with this company that was our, um, provider for our clothing line. Yeah. And, I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, I shouldn't have to be doing this. Like, I just birthed my first child into this world and I am sitting in this hospital bed, emailing, calling, texting, trying to figure out what's going on with this. And um, the journey of like those first couple of weeks after having a baby are really wild because you're literally awake on a 24 hour period. You're not like sleeping for for eight and or 10 or, you know, no, you were awake. (laughs) For a 24-hour period, you're sleeping every hour and a half increments. Yep. And so um, I just remember a month into it just thinking, this isn't where I'm supposed to be right now, mm-hmm. you know? And I just felt like the Lord was like, this is this is a really special moment, and it's okay to pause for this yeah. moment, you yeah. know? And so I felt this release. As I chose to trust God in the midst of that, I felt this release yeah. to pause it. and. Yeah really just be present to my daughter and be present to my family, my husband, um, and myself, which again, Enneagram language and lingo as a seven, the enthusiast, we have a tendency and I've always seen this tendency in my life to be going and doing and stimulation and, you know, not being engaged, but want to have all these, you know, experiences and doing all these things, but not really being engaged with them. Mm -hmm. Well, the Lord had been teaching me over a couple of those, a couple of years leading to Zara's birth, um, and still after now of just learning to be present. Yeah. And, um, I just knew that that's what I needed to do was force, put my, place myself in a situation in which I could be present. Yeah. And give my full self because it was causing anxiety and, you know, my current new season was already anxiety provoking and I just didn't want to give that to my daughter because they can feel that. Oh, yeah. And I didn't want that to be something I'm passing on to her in the first couple months of her life. Right. Um, So, yeah, but if I'm being honest, when I look back to, so for those of you who don't know about the She Laughs Project, we... Um, you know, had this booming Instagram. We started um, a clothing line, which was an avenue for, um, um, you know, just bringing in some sort of income and supplying, you know, we wanted to do gatherings and eventually conferences and all these things. So we needed income to be able to provide for those things. And so um, I, it became something, if I'm honest, it ended up becoming something that, um, I don't think it was in the right season for, mm. and that's because I got in the way. Yeah. That's because my will, my yeah. vision, you know, I'm a visionary, sure. which is a God given gift, yeah. but it needs to be aligned yeah. with yeah. the Lord and aligned, um, with the Holy spirit and just really seeking him in my vision, yeah. in my, in that's the visions that good. I have. Yeah. And what I was doing was, Oh, 
here's an idea. This is really good. Let's do it now. So I wasn't really creating a lot. I wasn't doing things from a place of seeking. I was doing things from a place of doing. And so I, when I look back to those first two years of She Laughs, I see a lot of me in it. You know, there was a lot of God and there were a lot of really beautiful moments. Like I said, the relationships that came out at that time were, I'm still really great friends with so many people from that. And, um, that was a real gift to me. And I do feel like it was a gift to me in that season, but if I'm being honest and I look back at those first two years, I just see a lot of me. Yeah. And I don't want to leave something or build something or be a part of something where I just see a lot of me yeah. and not a lot of God. Yeah. And so this time has allowed me to process um, and allow me to see where I got in the way. And I'm just learning from it right now. I'm processing yeah. it and, yeah. and, and digesting it and learning yeah. from it right now. It's really cool because I feel like when I had my time of pause, which was in around that 29th year, I had a two-year-old and a one-year-old at the time. And so I think the babies make such a huge component of that, at least for women, because you are, you're just kind of in disarray of like, hold on, what's happening? But at the very same time, wanting to relish in the fact that you have created these little human beings that are going to be every facet of who you are. Um, But the relationships too that have grown in those seasons have been fundamentally like the why behind what I felt and how I felt God proposed to me the vision over my life, the calling over my life. And it was so much less about my 20s when it was surrounded by what can Tamara do right. to to make this happen. And we are gifted individuals. All, everybody has their, their strengths and their talents and we can make it happen Absolutely. because society teaches us how to do it. You can Google it any time of day <laughs> totally YouTube it. and you can elongate <laughs> your day as long as you want and you can work nonstop. Yeah. But God, and I've said this before, you know, when he gives you grace for your space, things align in such a way mm-hmm. that like no man could do. And so I feel like as you transition in whatever that looks like, whether it's five years from now, whether it's she laughs stays in the you know infancy of what it was. And it's just a founding like rock of where you one day go, which I don't know that that's the case, mm-hmm. but that's my, <laughs> that's my vision yeah. over you. Come on, God, is that I see that you're going to be able to use all these relationships that have, have created consistency mm-hmm. and have poured into you in the time that you still needed to be poured into yeah. um, and allow him to then shift it away from just Yasmina. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she isn't just Yasmina. Right. She is women. Right. That women empowerment. And you did create such a community of women. And so while I'm just going to affirm you in the sense that I never felt like it was a Yasmina show by any means, (laughs) but I do know, and I can sense it even from when I do things for fit and faith. It's like, it's your face and it's your voice. And so that's one of the reasons I love the podcast so Mm -hmm. much is because I'm not me without Mm -hmm. all of you. Right. And I know that God puts us in connection and relationship with such purpose Mm -hmm. and that it's not a one man show. Right. It's and even Jesus had his disciples. Like you have to have the people that are surrounded Mm -hmm. you to help and to lift you up in the time that you need. But then the joy that comes from being able to also lift others. Yeah. Um, it teaches us a sense of self worth that I think so many people are missing. Um, because 
that was one thing that I wanted to talk about was kind of like how through this time you've kind of uncovered and identified because I know self-identity is Mm -hmm. such a space of um, passion for you. How did that kind of transform during those seasons and now is a place that you constantly share for people? I mean, we have hot and holy now that as a space that we get to also connect in, which they're incredible women. I'm looking forward to having Meg on the mic. Yeah. I I love her too. too. Um, but to, to see even when you get up and speak there and then you have your church and other spaces that you're still like sharing the voice of God, Mm -hmm. you're still sharing what God's teaching you that then can affect in the community in such a positive way. You always say like, it's time to rise up. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much connectivity in the fact that rising as people, we can make it an action. We can make it again back to a doing. Okay, we have to rise up, right? Right. It's an active word. But where's the seeking? Exactly. In that That rise, right? Exactly. It has to come from a place of response. Yeah. From the foundation of seeking, Mm, of praying. And that's when I say I saw a lot of me, you know, during that time was my decisions and the actions that we took and she laughs were not coming Mm -hmm. from a place of response. It was coming from a, this is an idea and it's good. It must be God. Let's go. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, I have this idea. It's good. Mm -hmm. God, what are you saying about this idea? Yeah. Is this you? Are you saying now? Is this for future? Like, I didn't even consider. I'm like, this is now. This must mean now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's an idea to go. Yeah, Yeah, this must mean now. And so (laughs) that's what I mean in the sense of, too, when I think back to when I say I feel like I got in the way and there was a lot of me there it was because it was a lot of my will, mm-hmm. my my ways of doing things at the place I was at maturity wise and, and growth wise and it was my actions based upon, you know, my thinking and and at the time I thought I'm doing the right thing. Right. Like I really sure. thought yeah. I'm doing like your what heart God. Was good. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, this must be God. Yeah. You it's know? A ministry. Right. It's God. <laughs> right. So it's like, this is good. Right. Like, yeah, but I'm, I've, I've gr- what the Holy Spirit has shown me and what God, the father has shown me is that, um, he like not all things that are good are God mm-hmm. and it's our responsibility to seek yeah. and that the father desires us to seek him. You know, when you think about, like I even think about Jesus in the Gospels. Yeah. Yeah. Like he went to a quiet place often yeah. from his disciples oh, yeah. and he sought the Lord. He yeah. sought his father. Mm-hmm. And if Jesus had to do that, you know, how much more do, how we, much more we, do we have to do? Yeah. And not just our quiet times, but like in the decisions, in business yeah. decisions, in um, you know, creative passion decisions, in relationships, like how much are we really seeking the Lord? That's how we keep him first. You know, we say, keep God first, you know? Yeah. Well, how are we keeping him first? What does that practically look like? Right. It is in the seeking. It's yeah. asking him the questions and yeah. he will answer. Yeah. Um, and so I'm learning what the Lord has been showing me is that we do, cause you know, there's whole thing about like, there's this whole thing out there of like, um, there's the, the just be and yes. the rest, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Which I love. Yes, of and course. And I have learned. Yes, yes, yes. And then there's the hustle and the right. go and like, hey, mm-hmm. faith requires action, right? Yeah. So there's like these two oh. opposites. Yeah. But like, 
for me, I've been like, okay, so God has really shown me. I did the doing, right? Yeah, like yeah, I did the, the going. hustling. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> you remember my first message? I that you do. Heard? I, I was do. like, hustle hard. You know, All I got to do is go. You know. I do. Oh my gosh. I love it. I hope Look no one road. applied that. <laughs> Well, I love whatever is about to come out of your mouth right after this, I know is going to have so much wisdom yeah, because yes. you've grown yes. so much. But it wasn't negative. Yeah, no. It wasn't, again, it wasn't ungodly. Yeah. It's just what, how can you then apply it to both sides? Because right. without one, you can't have the other. Right. And God needs both. Right. Like he did both. Right. Exactly. So what is that? Right. Yeah. So like, where do we meet in the middle? And you know, because I've, I've had a lot of these conversations with different friends where it's like, okay, how, it's like, you just got to rest in yeah. the Lord. And then yet some people are involved in things um, where it requires action. Though. It's like, well, right. this website isn't going to make itself. <laughs> right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So where do we find that healthy place, that, that middle ground? And I really felt the Lord showed me that it is in response to prayer. We do to, to, to avoid striving and performance, we yeah. do in a, in, from a place of response from the seeking, yeah. from the so Lord good. speaking, yeah. um, from um, bringing things to him. Yeah. That is how we avoid performance and striving yeah. is that we are doing things in response. Right. And, you know, Hot and Holy, which your community is going to learn a little, probably a little bit yeah. more about Hot and Holy yeah. via Meg in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, Hot and Holy is such a great example of yeah. doing in response yeah. of the Lord speaking. Right. And so, um, because I've see, I see them, I'm watching them, yeah. you know, on a behind the scenes level yeah. and they hold Hot and Holy 100% wide open. Hands are wide open. Yeah. They're not clenching. They're not holding yeah. on to this thing. Yeah. And so they wait. For the Lord to speak, and they don't move or make a decision until they hear it. They have taught me so much, yeah. you know. Um, and so I had to come to a place with she laughs. And I think that, you know, whoever is listening that is either got something on their heart or just in life can yeah. can relate to this. But um when I put she laughs on pause, couple, the months following that. A lot of shame started creeping in. Absolutely. And the sense of failure, you know, I just was like, man, I would think about things and I would just be filled with regret. Yeah. And I wouldn't even talk to God about it because I was like, I don't even, because again, the seven in me was like, I don't want to deal with that pain. Yeah. I'm just going to avoid it, you know, bye, you know, and so like, I'm good, you know. Um, but, and I, but I said to God, I said, Lord, when you want me to talk to you about it, when you're ready for me to talk about it and us to talk it out. You let me know. Yeah. And why I said I that was because that. I um, sh- I had a tendency to, and have a tendency to, um, to, to, to touch on things or focus on things and get really behind something before it's act- the, right. actually the right time. Yeah. And so I said, God, when you want us to talk it out, yeah. you let me know. Yeah. And two months later, or maybe even a month and a half later, someone came up to me and said, I don't know what it is between you and God, but he is saying the time is now. Oh my it's gosh. Time. And it was so like the exact good. words, you know, ah. and I was like, okay, okay, but I was still in denial. I was like, God, is that really you? <laughs> oh my gosh. And Isn't you know, it funny? We asked for something and then we're like, maybe, 
maybe not. Maybe not. Because <laughs> it's skeptic. a little, it's still, there's still fear. Yes, like, yes. There's still that hesitancy of, yes. hold on. And knowing that things are so blended now that, just like you said, good things aren't always God things. Right. That's hard to cipher right there. Yeah. And that Holy Spirit can reveal. Yes. That God can reveal. Yeah. But we have, we have to, to seek. lean in and trust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so couple days later I was like God was that you and then we just started this beautiful conversation which was like yeah it is I want you to release your shame like I didn't give that to you I'm proud of you this was all part of the process like I'm doing something in this and just walked through uh, a conversation with God in which he released the shame yeah he took the shame he asked me to repent of some things that I did bring in that I allowed to infiltrate um that time and then he was like okay now give it to me consecrate it to me mm. and i had never heard like i've never heard him be like consecrate this to yeah me. you know i was like whoa this is like a holy moment yes. <laughs> you know what i mean like this yes. is a moment and um so i i consecrated to him and what that looked like was my hands open mm. you know mm-hmm. i had for so long had it clenched tightly because yep. i was like man this is like but this is what I thought you wanted and this must be it. And I, and I would, there was so much fear in just keeping my hands open with it. And so I just released it to him and I'm like, Lord, whatever you want this to be, whenever you want this to be, however you want this to be, whatever name approach, whatever, it's all yours. Like I give this to you. I hold this. I I now know what it feels like to go before you. Mm. And, um, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. It's actually, terrible. (laughs) It's It's actually the most unsatisfying experience of my life. And so I want to do this in step with you, in union with you. And so my hands are open. And so what that has now shifted to was now all I hear the Lord asking me to do is to just be in prayer, intentionally praying for, um, the women in the world, the women in my world. And, um, yeah, and really what we're praying for specifically and what we stand for, what I truly honestly feel is like my call and mandate on my life. Yeah. Um, and so I think she laughs or whatever it will become will still have the same mission is um, helping women discover and empowering really them to discover their identity, authority, and freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so well, when we, me and this other girl that's on my team, when we get together and pray, we're praying for just that, for the women in our world and the women in the world to discover their identity, to discover their authority, step mm-hmm. into their authority, yeah. you know, step into all that the Holy Spirit has available to yeah. us. Um, and that they would step into freedom, that they would release the lies that they had been believing, that they would break free of um, bondages. And so what's been so cool about that, as we've been starting that, um, we're seeing that happen. Like women in our immediate world are walking through inner healing, are discovering their identity. I've had um, really close friends get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And their worlds are just on fire. And so... That's what we're doing. Oh, and as much as like the, 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 the creator in me or the visionary in me wants to be like, okay, so what does yeah, this yeah. look like next? You know, of course, yeah. um, I'm really, really good yeah. with where it's at. Yeah. Are you ready for the Women's Wellness Weekend? A time for us to come together to align our mind, body, and soul, to detox, design, and develop ourselves from the inside out. Your road to life-changing health and wellness begins during the Oceanside 
two-night, three-day experience. We'll use our natural surroundings to rebalance and reconnect with our true self. It's time for us to come together in a space where we can rest, refuel, and rejuvenate. Hope to see you there. It's not that he's he is responding, right? Which is the Absolutely. heart. That's the heart behind it. Yeah. Here I am seeking. What's your response? Mm-hmm. And it might not be necessarily an action move for you other than keep doing what you're doing. Uh, yeah. And prayer, as we experienced right before we turned the cameras on, is such a place of rest. But it's also an action. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you're talking about the hustle and the heart, where does that blend? Yeah. That's exactly where it blends. Yeah. And that God calls us to that constantly, to be in that space mm-hmm. of, of rest before him, even if you're in the process of, quote unquote, doing something. Right. So my day and time, and I'm sure mo- many mothers can relate when you have two toddlers, it's busy. You're constantly on the move. You're constantly doing, often for others, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But where in that is that time of prayerful, prayerful consideration about your response, about your action, about yeah. the things coming out of your mouth? Um, and that's so on the fly mm-hmm. that I have to be in constant state of prayer mm-hmm. from the Absolutely. moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. And that looks very different than it did when I was in this, this season and my, my kiddos were one and two and I was a full stay at home mom slash woman. They were away at school and I'm not doing, I wasn't working anymore. Didn't have a job per se. And I was in this like quiet place. Mm, I miss that place. Right? There's no quiet place. The shower is my quiet place. It's the only quiet place. And And even days a week you get to do that, right? Well, and I still get that. Mommy, mama, are you in there? No, just the shower's running. I'm vacant. No one's here. And so there's still the little fingers under the door. Like, can I come in? I'm like, no. So finding this space within that, you know, wild of how can I make this time restful? How can I make this time prayerful and just being really um, present in those spaces? And I say that and I'm completely convicted at the very same time that, I miss it. I miss it mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. And when things are moving a million miles a minute, you have no choice but to miss it. And yeah. that's where God gives us grace. Mm-hmm. And that's where God can remove the shame of you. I said the other day to my husband, I'm like, I really think I'm a bad mom. I feel oh, no. like a bad mom at the end of my day. You are not a bad mom. You stop that I right said now. that out loud, though. And I know I know in my heart of heart that I'm not because no. I have a heart for my children. Yes. And they precede so many things in my life. But it was one of those days mm-hmm. where I'm like, I couldn't figure him out. Yeah. I couldn't do enough for her. Yeah. And I was exhausted mm-hmm. and just in a space of like, I can't do it. I I raise my hands up. Mm -hmm. But at the very same time, that's where I have to give it over to God. Just like I clinch on to motherhood. We clinch on to our ministries. We clinch on to the things. God also wants us to open up our hands to the natural and not just it be over the supernatural spaces of our life. So I I just love that visual because Mm -hmm. it means a lot to me Mm -hmm. and so much that I've gone through in my life. Um, And I wanted to kind of go back when you were talking before because I think it's easy for us, especially when we're around it all the time, to be able to comprehend what a God response is. 
But yeah. I think a lot of people, especially if they're new on their spiritual journey, are yeah. just questioning what that looks like. How does she hear from God? Yeah, that's How a great does she question. get response? Yeah. I would love, like, what are your tangibles for yes. that for people? I love giving tangibles. I Thank know. you for asking me this question. <laughs> I love giving practical yes. steps yes. Um, because that's how I've discovered yeah, it. And so that's important. what we need to give each yeah. other. Um, yes. So I would say the, the greatest thing, greatest first step you can do to start practicing and hearing the Holy Spirit and hearing the voice of God yeah. for your life. Yeah. Um, is get a journal, mm-hmm. one that you love to write in. You know, yeah. so everyone has their different particulars on the bind. Yes. <laughs> how you have that. So get that kind of journal that yeah. just like makes you happy when you open up that yep. bind and you're like, yes, I can fit my hand here and it's comfortable. <laughs> so so true, get that journal. A left-handed yeah, person. You know, like there's something the about worst. where yeah. the bind is that just makes or breaks an experience so with a journal. That's so funny. <laughs> That's for me at least. Um, so get a journal. And in your quiet time, um, set some time apart to start a conversation with the Lord. So why I say a journal, it is easier for me to engage and process what I'm hearing when I'm writing it. Um, so some great questions you can start asking the Lord is first and foremost, God, what do you want to say to me today? Mm Mm-hmm. Another great question is, God, um, how do you see me today? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think that those are some really great starters. And then yeah. another question, if you want to go like to an extra level, yes. is I think I think as you practice this a little bit more, is God, what lies am I believing today? Yeah, and the best way to respond to those questions is when you ask that question, you just start writing down literally anything and everything you were hearing. Yeah. So for me, sometimes I'll just hear I, and I'm like, okay, he's not going to give me anything else until I write down I, and I just, I write down I, and then it just starts coming, you know, or even if I think that something I'm hearing is a little, different or odd or weird or random i'm just writing it down anything and everything down what i'm hearing in response when i ask that question i'm writing it down and then i'll read back and what often you should find when you are asking lord the lord these questions Mm -hmm. it should be full of affirmation Mm -hmm. full of words of life Mm -hmm. and truth and things that are lining up with the bible yeah um, but the thing that I love about God, who is our father, yeah. is that he wants to affirm us. Yeah. He wants to fill us up with his words. Like that's where the identity piece comes in yeah. is that, you know, so often we're like, um, you know, words of affirmation, number one love language for me. So yeah. that is something I really notice in, in yeah. relationships. And, um, what, at one point, it would be either the words or the lack of words mm. that were said to me is what was what was identifying me. Mm. And Interesting. yes, isn't it? Yeah, it and really then is. I was like, sh- then I shifted. This was a couple years ago. Shifted from Lord, started asking, "What do you say about me? How do yeah. you see me? What yeah. what do you want to say to me?" And oh my gosh, every time I ask that, He is always telling me how much He loves me. Yeah. Always telling me how proud He is of me. Yeah. How He delights in me. Yeah. How um, you know, yeah, like He's just He just is so proud yeah. of me. And so yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, like there's this amazing Father who 
is who loves me is proud of me and is cheering me on and sees me and um has nothing but great things to say about me like this is amazing this is like you know a dream come true and so because i have positioned myself in knowing that he sees me in this way that's now where my identity comes from you know yeah um and so I would say that those three questions are a really great start. And then you can, as you trust um, what you're hearing and as you build that with him, you'll start hearing him throughout yeah. the day. You can just be cleaning your yeah. countertops and be asking him a question and you'll hear him speak. Yeah. Um, I would even ask him about you know certain situations I was dealing with, certain relational situations. Like, yeah. God, what do, you, what do you have to say about this? Like, yeah. is there something here that you can show me about... Yeah why this relationship is in this place, you know? And what's crazy is that because I had written stuff down, I would write it down, have an encounter with that person. Yeah. And then I would go back to reading what I wrote and it would be exactly what he was saying to me, you know? Yeah. And so there is, and that's where it would build my confidence. He is speaking to me. I am hearing him, you know? And so, um, that would be a really, really great step. And that's honestly a great thing for wherever you are in your relationship with your Lord, with the Lord to be doing that and activating that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And asking those specific questions and writing what you're hearing him say to you. Yeah. I love that. It's definitely a very active, tangible. Yeah. And I think even beyond just the journaling thing, one way that I feel like I hear God is it's very visual mm-hmm. because I have that visual component in my prayer life. And I'm, I look into things from an aesthetic view, not from outward, not like that. Not Come on, people. Right. Deal with right. Me here. <laughs> I mean, from the perspective of, okay, here is the situation and how can, what is God showing me physically with my eyes? And so... I would hear, I would see based on dreams. So at night I'll have dreams. I've also um, had a very huge enemy attack in nightmares because God does speak to me in vision. Mm -hmm. In that way, the enemy knew. I mean, it was horrendous and I had to work through that. Um, It was like nine months of nightmares. And so I'm really grateful. My son simultaneously, well, not simultaneously, his was a few um, years before, but went through night terrors for a really Mm -hmm. long time. So Mm -hmm. working through that. Um, I also see the component of visualization through him when he draws or when we're talking and he's like, did you see this? So I feel like we share that. Wow. Um, But I would would constantly be asking God to show me Mm. versus tell me Mm. because I feel like sound is such an important thing in my life and I constantly have music on I'm with the kids and there's that sound that's in another um, piece of it so he's shown me just literally I can close my eyes and visualize something or if there's a song going on and I'm like oh my gosh I'll turn it up to be like that's exactly the answer that I asked you this question just a day ago or so just cool. this morning and it's in response and of course people can look into that any way that they do it's just like a, um, a feeling that you might have yeah. um, God doesn't work off of emotion he works off of truth right and so in response to questions you're also always going to have this like emotion especially things like shame or fear or those negative pieces um, but when we can work past that and you're journaling it down yeah. you have the space of kind of breaking down those lies to the point of okay why do I feel this way what was it rooted in what's the truth behind this lie right um and like you said it always comes back to love yeah and affirmation
information. So good. I love that. And I think too, with the whole like lie thing, just something important to mention with that when you're asking the Lord, what lie am I believing? Yeah. Um, and he shows you and exposes that with you yeah. that in that moment there. So it, you don't want to just sit in that like, Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for letting me know, like, you know, yeah. about this lie and that, and just sit in it. But then to activate now your authority and um, your freedom is to then um, basically surrender that lie to him, mm-hmm. give that lie over to him and ask him, what is the, your truth? Like, wow. what's the antidote? Yeah. What's your truth? Well, and then receive the truth because he'll give you, yeah. you know, he'll say, well, you know, I don't see you in that way. Yeah. Or, you know, like you are like, you know, you know, for me, like you are my child or, yeah. you know, whatever it may be. And then you can look up scriptures that match those things. Yes. And, and that can now be something that you start believing in Yeah, is that truth, you that. know? So yeah. we always want to exchange the lies with truth. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to make sure that. that yeah. It's mentioned. so good. I kind of, as you're talking, saw this visual yeah. exchange yeah. of God, like passing over a box, right? Yes. And he's passing you the gift. Like, yes. I will take this, but he doesn't leave that space void. Right. He doesn't just say like, okay, I'm going to take that away from you. Go on your right. merry Bye. way. Yeah, he no. is replacing it. That anecdote, that, uh, that he fills gift. It up. He's giving you something new to unwrap and new to see yes. in, in his visual of yes. who you are. Um, so, so I love, I love that. I think that's so that is so tangible yeah. for people. Yeah. Um, I feel like we could k- keep diving deeper into that concept, but I want to be sure to be cognizant of where people's hearts kind of are. Yeah. That's a lot of information. True. To that take is in. a lot of information. A yeah. lot. I'm even like, okay, what can I go and yeah. experience from that? Yeah. Um, but I really love, and I, and I've talked about this, I think in just a, I journal via like a personally, but then I do it via Instagram. So Mm, I write mm, a lot. mm, I love mm. writing. Um, but that concept of the hustle and the heart again, going back to that is, um, there's so many slogans that we wear over our life and now it's become something that people are using as a financial gain. (laughs) So whether it's, um, mommy needs a marg, or, you know, um, wine me please. Or, and it doesn't have to be about alcohol. It can be hustle. It could be, um, hot mess express. It can be so many different taglines Mm -hmm. that are laughable. We get it. But is that how you want to claim yourself? Right. So, so, and I loved like what she laughs offered Mm. from their t-shirts, from their hats, Mm -hmm. from even just the, I have the, um, the verse scripted in my bathroom is a declaration. Yes. And owning the gift that God has literally given us so many times before, but we turn our eye because maybe we want humor or we're trying to look at it from a place of this is popular. Mm -hmm. Again, let me be the Rachel. Let me blend into the crowd. (laughs) Right. That's so good. And yet at the same time, it's like, hold on, like take a stop because that is becoming part of the rap wheel. You're continually going because everything around you is moving. But if we can rest in that identity piece, Mm -hmm. and it's not to say that you have to tag yourself with a cross everywhere you go. um, Though that's amazing as well Mm -hmm. if that's something that you feel to do. It's owning it within your yourself and having that sense of self-worth and self-identity. And it's a hard thing to do. But at the same time, God makes it easy. Yeah, It's a hard by action mm-hmm. because we are so keen to like, what can I do to fix this problem? But 
again, it's that prayerful time where God's going to exchange the gift of awareness yeah. and, and wants to just love on his daughters. He wants to love Absolutely. on his children. Absolutely. Um, but I know we have a heart for women in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, share kind of about like self-worth and self-identity and that piece of, of claiming that as you walk into every new season, you've done it multitude of times. Yeah. Well, I, when you were talking, I kept thinking about this recent season of motherhood yeah. and one thing that I did to protect mm. my self-worth and identity that I had worked so hard to establish. Yes. <laughs> Before, um, you know, Zara came into the world was I started noticing for me how social media was really, really stealing for me in that way. Um, Being new to motherhood, you know, I'm a couple months in. We had some different challenges. My daughter is super healthy Mm -hmm. and I'm so grateful for that. Um, But we had some challenges, you know. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, she was colic. She had acid reflux. She had a tongue tie and a lip tie. And, you know, there was just a lot of, it was just a huge adjustment for me. Like, honestly, the first six months were, like, really, really tough in a lot of ways. Um, And then it got tougher in other ways. And, and, you know, but then there's these beautiful moments. But anyways... um, Around her being about four months, um, I started realizing how being in motherhood with this infant and social media was starting to really attack and steal because of, you know, how I was engaging with it um, from my self-worth and identity and peace at the time. And, you know, I was comparing a lot. There was a lot of comparison. I would see, there was a lot of women that had babies around the same time as me. And so I would see like their babies doing something and I would look at Zara and she wasn't doing that. And all of a sudden I'd be like, is my baby okay? You know, just this, this, this fear would come over. And, um, you know, for me, when Zara was born, I like didn't leave my house for like three months. Okay. (laughs) And it was, yeah, you did. (laughs) And it was really hard for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. it was, Especially was, as an enthusiast, as, as a, a social butterfly. Yeah, like yeah. I want stimulation. Yeah. I want experience. Yes. Like, um, for me, it, it was not what I thought it was going to be. Like, yeah. I thought when Zara was born, like, you know, you see all these moms walking around Target, you know, <laughs> in their little Solly wraps and yes. like their baby's just asleep and it's just like this perfect little, like, oh, I can go anywhere. Yeah. All they do is sleep. I'm like, why is this not happening for me? You know? And so oh it was just not what I had expected. Sure. And so I barely left my house, yeah. you know? And so I would also be on social media and I would see everyone, you know, there, all the moms are like, you know, by the pool and like all these newborns are just hanging out and on the beach. And I'm like, yeah. I can't leave my house. <laughs> like why? You know? And it just was really hard for me. And so I found myself really heavied by, my relationship with social media and that it was stealing from me and that it was, it was actually causing me to, to not be grateful for what I have, to not celebrate what was before me. It caused me to, cause then I go into like, now I'm like, you know, four or five months postpartum and I'm seeing all these girls who are my age who don't have babies and they're like, all of a sudden all, all doing all these things, you know, yeah. like for the Lord, quote unquote, and like, you know, whatever, getting all these opportunities and stuff. Right. And so then it goes like, what am I doing? Like, who am I? Right. And like, where am I? And all of these insecurities and from rooted in comparison right. started really overwhelming me. Uh-huh. And that's when I was like, you know what? I need a break. Yeah. I need a break. This is not breathing. This is not giving me life. Right. Absolutely. This is stealing from me. And so, 
Um, I basically was off social media for the last eight months and it was fantastic. I'm going to tell you, it was very freeing. Um, it was really cool to see like how it just, again, forced me to be engaged, to be present. Um, and actually talk to your friends. Yeah. (laughs) And I had like more emotional space to talk to my friends and engage with people. Like I'm not a phone person. I don't like love talking on the phone, but I had the emotional capacity to do them because now I'm not Mm -hmm. being bogged down with what's going on social media. Like who else has posted? Like, what are they doing? Why am I doing that? Why did they invite me? Like, you know, so like I would be like so heavied by so many different emotions, comparison, rejection, not good enough, you know, all these things. So then I had all this, I was free. I was like, I don't know what anyone's doing. So this is great. Like what is (laughs) it? What you don't know doesn't hurt you. You know what I mean? And so I just felt free in the sense of like, yeah, like this is what, what, what is going on in life is what's right before yeah. me. And I had yeah. more capacity to be engaged mm-hmm. with my friendships yeah. and with my marriage and with yeah. my daughter and with myself. Yeah. And so that was something I've done. And now I'm back on and I'm just um, carrying it with some boundaries. Mm-hmm. And um, But that was really good for me. So that was something I did recently to protect yeah, I love that. the identity and the value piece. Yeah. And when I start feeling that creep in now, that's when I'm like, okay, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, and you but, know it, yes. where it can stem from and how it can come. Yes. Uh, I think that that's a really valid piece, especially because she last was so much on Instagram yeah. before. Yeah. And so you were on it nonstop totally. and then you had the baby and you have all this extra time on your hands, but not yeah. really. Yeah. And so it just, it really can be a time suck and a drain totally. too. So much. Um, I had to, during my season of, of really comprehending who I was and comparison being a huge thing and having similar shame experiences with yeah. letting go of businesses, yeah, um, is that I, I had to clear my feed. So instead of complete, mm. and I did do durations of getting off, not eight months, which is amazing. I should try it because it sounds very free. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> is that I would go, um, and, and I would just unfollow. And yeah. I've heard a lot about unfollowing in the in the content strategy marketing oh, really? world, <laughs> and people despise it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It's not. I'm not doing it because I don't like you. I'm yeah. doing it because I need sanity. Yes, and I have to protect myself, yes. regardless of what you're doing. You totally. might be the best person in the world, and I could I could still learn from you. It's what I'm seeing right, right, is right. what I needed to remove right. myself from. Yeah. So I, I just really literally good. went through and cleared anything that was in a parallel of comparison. Hmm. And not to say I unfollowed every mom. I'm a mom. I still see moms do things all the time. But I went hard after. If they're not speaking life into Amen. my life, I, need to do that more. I don't want to read mm-hmm. it. Um, because everything will affect you. And because I'm such a words person, it wasn't just about the image. It was about the words. And it just, it seeps in, it seeps in just yeah. like a open window that's slightly open. That draft's going to come in and you're going to be like, it's cold in here. Yeah. Imagine reading something constantly that's yeah. not pouring life into you. So it's not just from a social media standpoint. And I now have a really huge stronghold in that area of, of it being a safe place, yeah. which people awesome. think that that's so bizarre and they're like, why and or how yeah. and that was a journey to get yeah. to that place um not to say it's still not a time suck because i feel that way from a business perspective yeah, sometimes totally. um but also valuing that there's the relationships that come from it and really gaining those positive points but you have to do that with music 
You have to do that with what you're watching on TV, Mm -hmm. what Netflix show are you binging on, what you're reading, what you're hearing, who you're surrounded by. And that's like, those are the tangibles that I constantly source back to Mm -hmm. when I'm talking with a friend and they're going through something. It's like, okay, well, let's kind of break down what your day looks like. Show Mm -hmm. me what you're doing. Show me what is fueling you. And I can likely tell you where the problem's coming coming from. Um, And no, I can't like hindsight see where your childhood was, but if this is something that draws you in, where did that stem from? Right. And so there's all these, and I'm, please don't hate me if I say this, but (laughs) it's where my mind is going is I hear conversations about Game of Thrones all the time. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen an episode. So I can, I'm sure it's amazing. Yeah. But I also learned in the last week that Game of Thrones dropped the porn industry by 15% since it started because it's a section of soft porn. Stop it. And it is now fueling the need for these people and that have this problem. And I say these Mm. people, I have my own flaws. I have my own struggles. I found that so disturbing yeah. that now when I hear it, where before I was like, I just haven't seen it. It was no big deal. Now I'm like, Ooh, yeah, wow. I'm kind of sad that that's like where you spend your free time. Wow. And I, I want a release too. We yeah. all want that like mental break, Absolutely. but there are positive things that we can be fueling ourselves with. Yes. And social media is inclusive of that. I agree. As well as Netflix. You know, it's funny that you say all that because, um, I have actually been in a season recently where I, I feel like, again, this invitation from the Lord, this this compelling to really start being super guarded with what I'm watching, yeah. what I'm listening to, yeah. what I'm engaging in, how I'm spending my, like, my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? My, my time, but kind of like the, the inactive time yes. in life you yes. know what I mean yes totally um and you know so I have I work part-time yep. and I do a data entry job um yeah. it's very mundane work yeah. I'm on a computer and <clears throat> my brain needs stimulation right. like this is very mundane work yeah. easy and I'm yeah. grateful for the job it's easy work but so I started the way to entertain myself yeah. through this getting all this mundane work done was watching Shows, Okay. You know, I'd have yep. friends on or yep. have whatever. And then, you know, now I'm done with friends. Like, what else do I watch? You know, <laughs> right. I do the whole thing. Right. And like, you know, um, started watching all these different shows that are decent sure. shows. Yeah. yeah. Quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, they would, they would, um, you know, highlight or, or they would celebrate, you know, like sexual stuff mm-hmm. or like, you know, murder mm-hmm. or, you know, like anger or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. And recently, like, and what I would start feeling was I would start feeling heavy. Yeah. Like I would just start feeling like really heavy and really, um, like, um, unmotivated mm-hmm. to do anything else after that. Yeah. Like it would just deplete from me. And, but then I noticed on the days that I would listen to worship music or listen to podcasts or audiobooks that I would mm-hmm. literally feel fed. Oh, like yes. I would, I would feel like nourished, reviolent, nourished wow. truly. Wow. And so I was like, Ooh, there's something here. I need to yeah. like be very, very aware of this. And so I have been, now taking a step and, and what I then realized and like God took it to another level for me as yeah. I was reading Galatians five. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I've been reading Galatians five for the last month and in the passion translation and it talks about, you know, it's, it's the section in which he talks about spirit led life and mm-hmm. or like flesh versus spirit, yeah. you know, spirit led life versus self. Okay. Life. Yeah. And he just talks about, 
you know, um, letting the Holy Spirit live freely and fully through you and that the, the desires of the flesh hinder the, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And then he goes into, you know, the Bible goes into describing all the different things that are like, you know, yep. hinder the Holy Spirit, yep. right? So it's like sexual morality, mm-hmm. you know, pornography. But then it goes into like chasing after other things, chasing after things other than God, yeah. you know, manipulating others, not being able to celebrate others when they, mm. um, when they have a know, win, have a win. Yeah. like wow. all. And then the, the thing that really hit me was, chasing after things other than God. And when I realized, like, again, I'm reminded the Holy Spirit's purpose in my life is to be my comforter, my advocate, my strength. How am I letting the Holy Spirit be my comfort if the way I'm choosing to comfort myself is to veg out watching television or to go to the pantry or, you know, whatever it is. And so I've just been in this real space right now Mm -hmm. where just this call for higher sacrifice and greater discipline so that I can have more in the Lord and more in the Holy Spirit. And, um, it does call for sacrifice, but, you know, just really evaluating like what things are we giving ourselves to that are actually not giving us life, not filling us up. Yeah. Even in that veg out mode. Even and that's that probably the one of the most important, and that was definitely something like I listened to worship music, non secular music, for almost three years straight. Mm-hmm. I refused unless I was in an environment that I couldn't control mm-hmm. to listen to anything else. Yeah. Um, I lost contact with like going to concerts with all a bunch of friends who I used to go to concerts with, and I didn't know what the new release was for yeah. my country music <laughs> artist that I love. And even like watching the CMTs, I'd be like, "Oh, who's that?" Yeah. Like, what do you mean that's the number one selling recording artist yeah. this year? I'm like, I don't know, I have no <laughs> idea. I don't even know what are they seeing. And so, but then I would I was slowly allowing it back into my life because yeah. I felt rooted. And I was like, I can handle this. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's listen to country music today while we garden or sit by the pool. And I was similarly, like you said, I was really brokenhearted. And I was like, this is what I listen to all the time. Since my first songs, I can remember. And I was consistently infiltrated with jargon, Mm -hmm. worldly jargon Mm -hmm. that was fueling so many negative actions. Yeah. Um, and so many negative emotions and completely unaware that there was any connectivity to that. But every single thing that we do on a, on a continual basis, just like you, the water that you drink, mm-hmm. if you're consistently drinking Mountain Dew, mm-hmm. and I hope someone I'm specifically <laughs> talking to drinking Mountain Dew on the regular. Is that your husband? It's not. No, no, no. You know. No, Gary would never, <laughs> never do that. Never do right. such a thing. <laughs> He would die before he'd have Mountain Dew forced down his IV. Is, is, so is that that is going to, it's connecting another portion of your body and your mind yeah. in, a, in a way that's not fully life. Mm-hmm. That's not giving life. Yeah. And that's a very like tangible explanation of like yeah. health. Yeah. But it's not just body. It's yeah. mind and totally. soul. And even without our realization. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So... I, just, I thank you for un, kind of unfolding that part of it yeah. too. And th- I hope that this podcast is a source of positive fuel yeah. and a time that people can self-reflect and, and feel nourished when they're done mm-hmm. and know simultaneously that it's not about the, the, um, 
the action of doing after you listen to something where there's tangible action steps, but more so like resting in the fact that you are loved no matter what. Absolutely. Um, and no matter what you're doing, Mm -hmm. but God wants you. He's, he's called jealous for a Mm -hmm. reason and jealous in such a way that he wants our love and he wants our attention and he wants our ears and our Mm -hmm. eyes and our mind. And especially in the time where we are trying to quote unquote veg out, imagine how much more abundant we would feel and energized and full of life if we provided him that opportunity of space to speak to us. Absolutely. Um, So so, good. Yeah, now I just like, what are we going to do? Let's go to breakfast and just like, I know, seriously. (laughs) So good. Um, but I would love before we, before we tune out, because every time that we're together and we have the opportunity to pray, I just feel so uplifted. If oh. you would kind of lead us in a prayer oh of just kind of what we spoke about yeah. and, um, yeah, absolutely Speak to your doc to his daughters. Yeah. My sisters. Yeah. Yes. I would love that. <sighs> well, father, we just thank you so, so much for who you are, Lord. You our good, good father. And I just thank you for this time where we get to gather in your name and share more of your heart and your character. And my prayer is that for every listening ear today, um, that they would have been able to encounter your character and heart Mm -hmm. more, that um, they would feel a draw and an invitation to seek your voice more and that they would discover your voice in their life um, and that that your voice would be louder than any other voice in their life um that women today would if they can relate to any different area that we spoke to today father that holy spirit you would just give them um, a confidence Mm -hmm. and a strength and a grace to step into you more to respond um, to do action from a place of response from seeking you father that I think the biggest thing is that lord that we would just seek you more that holy spirit you would Mm -hmm. help us to seek the heart of the father more um and so we just pray a prayer of impartation for that over every listener um that every spiritual ear eye and heart would open to hear and know um the truth and to live and believe in that truth and that there would just be an impartation right now of more an impartation right now of of greater intimacy, greater identity, greater authority and freedom found in Christ alone. And so we just seal that right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. It was so great so to have you on. I so love you so much. Here. Thank you. Hey y'all, I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness.
The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.